Intro going. I don't care about the the, the ice noise. <laughs> All right, family. What's up? Welcome back to Mike Paper Scissors. We here. Got the crew, Brock Abdur. Gentlemen, what's, what's up? Good? What up? What up? Brock, Brock making Brock making his drink. <laughs> Indeed. Let's see. Today is four roses, small batch select. Okay. Kentucky straight bourbon. Okay, you're a bourbon brother. Yes, sir. <laughs> okay. Scotch if I'm feeling fancy. <laughs> Rock with some of that McAllen's. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. All right. So what we're gonna rock with today, you know, we got a couple subjects, but we're gonna start with um we're gonna start with corny. What it means to be corny, what defines because Abdur asks what defines corny, and that comes from an Instagram, an Instagram page put up a list of of corny people, and you know, Bow Wow King clapping back because it was Bow Wow's name, Drake, Wayne Brady, Nick Cannon, Will Smith, you know, and they they were like a lot of motherfuckers with bread. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> now, you know, in, in in the black community, man, when you once you defined as corny, man, they kind of they kind of throw you to the wolves. And I don't know if you can rebound from corny because I look at like Nick Cannon. I I wasn't always a fan of Nick Cannon, but I never was like he's corny. And same Why with me, I don't know. I just never looked at like I just never said he was corny. I okay. didn't. Same with I mean I did say Wayne Brady was corny. But then I saw I saw <laughs> I saw Wayne Brady on Dave Chappelle, man, and that kind of like threw that out the window. And I know that was a skit, but it just kind of made me look at Wayne Brady a little different. You thought he, you said, hold on, Wayne Brady ain't acting. Right. <laughs> now I'm gonna tell you now, Nick Cannon cool as hell. I ain't gonna front. Nick Cannon's cool. I mean, he comes from like a family gangbangers and shit. Yeah. And I'm not saying I'm not saying that makes you cool. I'm just saying, for those of you who think that Nick Cannon was just some, you know, some silver spoon, that's not the case. All right. Now, now, Drake is in that corny lane with me, and I don't even know if I could ever pull him out of it. Okay, why? Let's let, let's unpack that. Why? All right. I don't know him personally, obviously, but just from the exterior, like I never was a fan of his show. I did watch a couple episodes just so I could f- get a feel for it. I was like, nah, this ain't it. And um, then you know, I never, I'm not a, I'm not a fan of his music. I, I've got, he's got a couple songs. I, You're not a fan of his music now, or you were never a fan. So you were, you I, weren't a, a mixture, a mixtape Drake fan. I never was a fan of Drake ever, never. Like okay. when he first came out, I just like it's just not. I never gravitated towards that dude. Um, and just you know how something's just something about something just rubs you the wrong way, and you just you can't 
you can't uncorny that that label that you've already put on a person. Mm-hmm. Like I can I can meet him, I can meet him right now. We could dap it up, be cool, but in the back of my mind, I gotta be like, yo, you're still a corny dude. <laughs> so it's just that it's that I've I've labeled him and I just can't I can't pull that label back. So okay. I I I can can I go for a minute? Go. I think first of all, we gotta kinda unpack like, all right, so these are entertainers, right? They entertain us. So are, are we, there's a fine line between defining what's corny as far as the person, Nick Canning the person, you know what I mean, Chad Moss the person versus their personalities of who they portray in their entertainment alter ego. Their you know image. I mean? So we, we define that line. I think we blend both sides of it. You know what I mean? So it's almost like what you said about like, like I used to think Nick Cannon was corny too growing up because from a hip hop standpoint and a person that appreciates bar for bar and that kind of street um, rap that I'm used to, you know what I mean? For good or for bad. He didn't fit that box for me and how he portrayed himself in certain things to me was like how I was coming up was like, yeah, that's kind of corny as a grown man listening to Nick Cannon as a person and how he speaks and understanding his perspective and point of view on the world and what he's done for himself coming from a gangbanger's family. You know, that brother is far from corny. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So it's the context of what you put it in. And then when you say, okay, well, this side of him is how he makes his money. You know what I mean? That, that's, that side of him that he portrays is what he chooses to do because that's his craft. And now, yeah, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) (laughs) But like I said, what define what defines a man to be corny? Is it his job? Is it w- what he portrays, or who he is when something for real is on the line? I have an answer for that, but um, it's going to be kind of deep. Culture, maybe he'll be defined as corny, as a person that's obtained their goals and went for certain things and, and made it. I think he's far from that. The brother's highly intelligent, as a lot of these people are, and, and I also think that. You know, for some of these guys that we call corny that have like the Will Smith persona, the Drake persona, there's a bit of strategy to that because at a certain point to be cool in hip hop creates a ceiling for you. And when you're starting to get a certain amount of money, you want to surpass certain ceilings to get to that next level of bread. And sometimes you kind of have to go to the lane that's more open to a larger baseline of people. Mm hmm. You know, so in our community, in our culture, in the nitty gritty of things that we may not deem as being cool all the time, we may look at that and say, yeah, that's that's a bit corny. But <laughs> if you matching that man next to the regular person in his own personal life, a lot of these guys are well trained, man. And like I put a mess around. And a lot of it is because they've been called corny. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I mm-hmm. watch it. If you saw Drake, I, I, I you know, I, I saw that guy box. I'm not saying he's good, he's not bad. I'm just saying, man, if I was being called corny by people day to day and I and I had a certain level of money like that, I would be well trained and waiting for somebody to test my corniness. <laughs> You're gonna make sure your hands are right. <laughs> you know all right, so, so Bro, give me your give me your deep level of, of, of this definition. I think all right, so is it safe to say that you know, from a slang standpoint, the term corny is pretty much a it's, it's something that we use heavily in the black community, right? Yes. Can we call corny a black thing as far as a term or, or a phrase that we use? For the most part, yes. 
Yep. Okay, cool. Well, I'm going to wrap Corny up into three segments. Um, I think that we tend to refer to people as Corny under the um, veil of classism, colorism, and then the last one be street street cred slash keeping it real slash public persona, whatever you want to call it. Um, the colorism part. Um, we can hold up first. Hold up, let me pause. I got to give it up to you, Brock, because I I like that breakdown real quick. All right, continue, man. Break down. I like that. (laughs) The colorism part. I mean, we can go back to movies like hell, uh, New Jack City. Uh, what did what did he say when he broke out? Be sure hey, or uh, uh, stabbed out. Be sure in the hand. I never liked that light skin motherfucker anyway, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we can look Pretty. at boys. In, we can look at Pretty. boys in the hood. Uh huh. Um, um, Trey and Ricky. Yeah, Trey, Trey and Ricky. Yeah. Tra- um, um, Ricky was he wasn't considered the corny dude. He was the athlete. Um, you know, brother was a gangbanger in and out of jail. Had a baby early, so he was smashing. Ricky was the one who was like the pretty boy who had a shirt tucked in but was a virgin. He was the corny dude, the light skinned guy, right? Um, I think we kind of kind of throw that out there. Um, as far as be it consciously or subconsciously, we kind of use that as a as a gauge. Um, you know, uh, even even so much so that I've heard rappers say, like the light skinned dude, you gotta really prove yourself in the street. You just can't come out here like a goon. You gotta really show you about something. You too pretty to be out here. Mm-hmm. So, and, and we could go really, really deep into why that is, and that back into Willie Lynch stuff, but we ain't got time for that. But you get the point. So right. there's that. Then we throw classism to the mix. Um. People who throw that that term corny around a lot, a lot of times you're aiming at somebody who is, I mean, for all intents and purposes, when we're talking monetarily, probably ahead of you. And he's doing something that, like, yo, if I had bread, I wouldn't be doing that, man. That dude being corny, man. Why he got that on? You know, why uh, why why he got that that thousand dollar Louis bag on, man? That's 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 corny, man. Oh man, he got. You know, he got three chicks with him and they holding the door open for man, that dude corny, man. Or we start throwing jabs. We use it as a jab to bring somebody down when chances are they might be above our level as far as as far as money is concerned. Let's just call it what it is. Mm-hmm. Hence, like um, like Ab was just saying, your Will Smiths of the world, your Nick Cannons of the world, all these people we talking about, all these cats got bread. Will Smith was all always considered, oh, he was the corny rapper, he was, you know. Dancing had the colorful outfit to sing a summertime, and and parents just don't understand. But meanwhile, he was behind the scenes making chess move after chess move after chess move. Yeah. And when you look at Will Smith's life, it's people to this day who look at Will Smith and say, "Man, Will kind of corny." But he is lit. When I say Will is like living a real life movie, if that's corny, I want to be that. Outside of the whole Jada shit, but you know, I digress. Um. You know, he, he's like living his best life. And if that's what corny is, then I mean, hey, maybe we should all strive to be such. Yo, <laughs> I, either way. I've, I've never thought Will was corner ever, ever, ever. I never thought he was corner. But, but Will knows he's been portrayed as that. He said his, his kids have even come to him acting like he's corny. And he had to remind them, yo, I did grow up in West Philly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, you got that. 
And then the last one, street cred, keeping a real public persona, whatever you want to call it. I think anytime you come into whatever, whether it's popularity or just the people who know you in general, you come in, you, you, you come into a relationship in a certain lane. I think anytime you outgrow that lane, whatever you do that deviates from that, you're going to be viewed as corny because you're not being 100 to what you were when you started. Yep. And to be honestly, I, to be honest with you, I think that is the perpetual mind state of holding people back. People are so afraid to, to, to grow and evolve. They got to stay in that lane of keeping it real. And you never reach the potential of what you're supposed to be all in an effort to not be corny. Right. Or looked at as such. Yeah, well, breakdown. Yo, that was. Um, yeah, uh, but I like I like Bow Wow's response. Bow Wow was like, you know what? Why? Because I'm not out here beefing with niggas, or I'm not, you know, I'm not out here doing X, Y, and Z. Like he was coming up with legitimate reasons of why people have why he shouldn't be labeled corny, and. It- I never looked at Bow Wow as corny. I mean, granted, I was I was a grown man when when Bow Wow dropped, so I just looked at him as a young kid doing his thing under right. Snoop. And right. I never I never even had a I never even thought of really Bow Wow. Opinion of him, not not a single one. Well, the thing is, the fact that he's you said one thing. He was coming up with legitimate reasons of why he's not corny. Right. Let's be real. Again, this term kind of goes back to something that I hesitate to use the word um, or the phrase lacking intellect, but corny is just a jab. It's a dig. So, so, And I'm not saying that it's from everybody, but from the vast majority, it's just kind of a jab or a dig you throw at somebody. So the fact that he's using things that make sense to prove his point actually works in the reverse to prove there because he's using things that actually make sense against people who are phrasing him with something that doesn't. So what So what does that tell you on how, you know, our community gauges, it, it, you know, What's it that? goes, what we gauge as a community of being important versus, you know, what we emphasize and what we spread. So if we look at on one side, street cred, being of the streets, about the streets, selling drugs, you know, smashing multiple chicks at one time. Mm-hmm. And the other side of it is more homely, friendly. You smile more. You don't talk as much about the gangbanger side. You know, you get your money. You you might venture out in other things. So if that's our gauge, and corny is leaning more towards the side of destruction, we kind of got to start having a different kind of gauge. You know oh, what I mean? prime I example need- of that. Prime example of that app. Now, I'm not talking about the new Bel Air because the, the new Bel Air, for those who haven't seen it, you probably want to punch Carlton in the face. But um, I'm talking about the old school Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Mm-hmm. Will was considered what? Fresh, cool, hip. You know, he, 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 was, he was a dude from the street who was just misunderstood. He was a, he was a real dude. Mm-hmm. Carlton was considered corny. My question is why? Because it, was, it, it goes back to our gauge of uh, from our hip hop, you know, baseline. Like everything from our community seems like it stems from 
not the having eyesight of the hip hop lens and what we gauge as being, you know, cool, hot, fire, whatever it is in the hip hop community at that time. And then we outward project anything that doesn't line up with that. So the further you get away from what's considered, you know, popular hip hop right now, you know what I'm saying? The further away from that you get, the more corny you are going to seem. And I think that's in that sense, that's what it was. That was the contrast. Carlton was, you know, a, a black kid, but that was raised completely away from the hip hop's purview. You know what I'm saying? And here comes Will Smith coming straight out of Philly with the graffiti. He's nothing but hip hop hat to the side. Got the J's on. Right. But he knows, but he knows nothing about how the world works. Meanwhile, Carlton is trying to, you know, establish, you know, the beginnings of his life in the world. You know what I mean? Watching his father be a judge and everything else. So his actual actual vision for how he sees the whole world and the escalation of where he can make it is way broader than Will Smith's vision of, of, of where he starts off. What I like is in that how at the end of it, they kind of come together to a degree where they balance each other out. You know what I mean? Absolutely. But I think I think we look at it through a lens of, yeah, if you're not street, if you're not, you know, dramatically tougher than the next guy that's next to you, anything less than that, you're not keeping it real to a degree. Now, I don't mean to be so, you know, put it in such a box like that because, you know, there's all types of nuance to hip hop and degrees of street. But I think if you're looking at it through corny versus not corny, those guys can all, you know, diversify their career in multiple ways. You know what I mean? Right. And they got bread and they all can do different things. So if that's deemed as corny, then it can only be gauged through that box of hip hop. Yo, is- I, I, I'm a, I gotta take it to another movie. And Brock just mentioned it. Boys in the Hood. So you had Ricky and Trey. Trey lived across the street with his dad. Now, let me paint this picture so y'all can really get this. Trey was living in, in South Central in the hood. Trey's best friends would do that a smoke your ass in 2.2 seconds. Uh-huh. Trey, Trey had Trey pulled the baddest girl in the neighborhood. But yeah, but <laughs> if from, from a visual standpoint, Trey was the corny dude because Trey right. Trey wasn't in the streets. Trey didn't dress a particular way, but Trey was corny. Right. We, but at the same time, even in, Trey in a, being a virgin, even Trey being a virgin in high school was laughed at by his boy. <laughs> and in in the real world, outside the movies, there's a lot of trays out there, and certain cats that are calling him corny couldn't even go into his neighborhood. Oh hell no! Nah. So, <laughs> do you think as far as we go, we see? Uh, recklessness as being cool and stability as somewhat being corny? I think we see... Uh, all right. I I won't necessarily see rec- say reckless as being cool as much as I will say um, ex- growth or elevation being viewed as corny. I think that as long as you're status quo, you are right. you probably say. But the moment you start doing shit outside of the normal box, Somebody's gonna call you corny, but you have to I, I factor in age. So, you know, at, at our age right now, the three of us, you know, even though there's a ten year age difference, we're at a certain point. Like we view certain things from a certain lens. Like this, we we would say this is corny, 
But if you take us back to our 20s, you know, we would view like, uh, I'm trying to think of something that we could, we could use hanging out on the corner. Like mm-hmm. that was, that was cool back then. Mm-hmm. If you didn't hang on the corner back then, I mean, you was looked at as corny. Now, you know, we're a lot older. It looked at as like, <laughs> that's just really corny. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. For real. It's really corny. So you got to, I think you got to factor in the age group. And I, and the person who ever did that post about them guys, I would really like to know, you know, what their age is. Because for, for, for you to say those dudes are corny, and if you're of like over 38, you know, I'm, I'm going to look at you and be like, you might be a little corny yourself, brother. Yeah. It's like our people get caught up in this perpetual state of, of just doing I or bad that anytime any of us is doing better, regardless of the lane, you know, whether it's pop, whether it's acting, whether it's singing, whether it's, you know, whatever it may be, you know, they're, they're looked at as less than and or corny. The the dude, I know a cat who um, who played the violin in elementary school. People tease that dude. Like, everybody's playing sports and he's coming to school with his, his violin and the sheet music. People used to knock the sheet music out of his hand all the time. It is crazy. Fast forward 10 years after we graduated, this dude was playing, um, playing in um, orchestras all over the world. But he's, he's the corny guy, you know. But we're we're more content with just either remaining status quo or not getting too far away from the pack. And when I say we, I'm talking about we as a people. That we we do anything, whether it's verbal assaults, physical assaults, whatever, to hold each other back. And that shit, that's what's corny. Yes, but. Boom. I got an, I got another one. <laughs> you know, people used to talk about the, the 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 Barge family. And this is part of that colorism thing. They were like, yo, them some light skinned corny dudes. I don't know if people know, yo, the, the Barge family probably one of the most hoodest families in yo, in the musical them. industry. Yo, don't they got bodies under some of yo, them? Yo, half of yeah. them been the, half of them been up in the joint. <laughs> yeah. Ain't yeah. Chico in the joint now? Those two I know Tico was in the joint. Allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah, <laughs> allegedly. <laughs> yo. Yo, people be trying to like people trying to clown the barges. I'm like, yo, they probably whoop your ass. Yo, yeah. they yo, wasn't one of them involved in like some major like drug trafficking or something? Yo, like, I think that yeah. was L. Yeah, I think it was either L or um oh, I can't think of the Allegedly. Other one. Allegedly. Yes, yes. I want no smoke, L. Yeah. <laughs> You're not corny to me. I don't want you to get wrapped up on what, you know, these guys have said. I don't think you guys are corny at all. Yo, how, how fucked up would that be to get your ass whooped by a nigga that sang all this love? <laughs> <laughs> yo, let's, but yo, but that's, again, going back to that colorism thing, Um, you know, a lot of times that's how it be, you know, that I've heard where, you know, light-skinned people, there's, there's almost sometimes there has to be an overcompensation. You know what I mean? Almost like the light-skinned version of the Napoleon complex. You know, yeah. I, I read that book, um, you know, uh, Spook Who Sat By The Door. And um, it talks about one of the people in there, 
was a light skinned brother, but you know, everybody would clown him. But at the end of the day, he was the most versed in like like who the leaders were. You know what I'm saying? He was extremely militant. He didn't date any way out of his race. He ain't played that. Like he was so black on the inside, more so than the dark skinned dudes, and more about the movement than anybody else. But it almost felt like he overcompensated to a degree because he was so light skinned and he can actually pass as sometimes being white. You know what I'm saying? And but on know, the inside he was, I'm black, y'all, and I'm black, y'all, and I'm black. <laughs> that's, what I'm, that's what I'm saying. That colorism makes him sometimes kind of overcompensate to the way where you go ahead and mess around with some of these dudes, fair skinned brothers that you think is lightweight and they've been getting messed with all their life. You know what I'm saying? Like you might find something. I don't judge a book by a cover at all. So yeah, nah. the Bargers, man, I, I do not think y'all corny just to reiterate that one. I don't mean <laughs> y'all coming around. <laughs> You know, doing the things that you know, I do allegedly. Word. But I think that we as a people do some of the dumbest shit in an effort to keep it real. And I mean, if I if I'm segueing too early, let me know, Chris. But that even comes down to the name, how we name our children sometimes. Nah, go for oh. it. Um. All right. So I look, I, y'all know me. I don't care. So I put people out there. Um, so, but I'm not going to name specific people or where I got this from, but if you figure it out, oh, well, I'm talking to you. So, um, I happened to come across, um, someone who named their child Absidy. Now, when I say Absidy, it's like, okay, Absidy, that could be spelled a, a myriad of ways. But this, this, child's, this, this, this child's is- name... Is this person it's, grown now? No, no. This this is um this is um a child like middle school age. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, and their name is spelled Absidy. A B C D E. Absidy. <laughs> Not sure what the last name is. Let's just let's just call it common black name. Chris, we're gonna steal yours. Absidy Williams. <laughs> All right. I'll give you another one. There's a girl I know who is around our age. Her name is Twale. Like Wale with a T on it. Now that's already that's already flagrant enough, but cool. Twale, right? Mm-hmm. Guess how it's spelled. T-O-I-L-E-T. Twale. That baby's name is Toilet. <laughs> Twale. Now in an effort to keep it real, we do this. Oh, I'm gonna name my baby something unique and this, that, and the other. And um, why do we set our, our kids up for failure like this? Because I can assure you, I can assure you that a lot of this is based off of what we see with celebrities. Oh yeah, Kanye named his kids Northwest and whatever and blah 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 blah. And you're absolutely right. But there's one thing about these celebrities who are naming their kids wild shit. You know, Erica Badu and, and Andre named their kids seven. And the other one is Puma. And Puma. The difference between them and us is that chances are those children will never have to fill out a job application. <laughs> now, I ask you, when you named your kid ABCD, ABCDE with no apostrophes or anything to at least try to make it seem like I might want to pronounce this different. When you named your kid A B C D E Williams, 
Did you ever stop to think what that was going to look like on the application when you kicked them out at 18 because you're tired of that shit? Mm. <laughs> well, the, well the, the example you're using, didn't that person say that um, they would interview that person? Yes, but it was out of sheer curiosity. More than anything, like, hey, you know what? Let me at least look at this resume and see if it's your fault or if it was your parents' fault. And I just need <laughs> to give you a leg up. <laughs> but, but you know, for every person that will be like, you know what, I got, I got to help you out. I can assure you there are hundreds that will be like, next application. And yeah. is, that, is that right? I, I'm not. No, it's not. Let's just call it what it is. That's not right. You should never join judge a person by especially by their name you should never judge a person by their name however i don't know if people realize this or not but it is human nature to be fucking judgy we judge people all the i don't care what you say i don't care if you're black white whatever you are we judge i don't care what nobody says we judge shit and i can assure you that 98 percent of people would see toilet spelled toilet uh, and be like, uh, excuse me, well, what's your name again? <laughs> like you, you gotta, you, you gotta do in my pay. If you're gonna have those names, I'm not saying you can't be successful. You absolutely can. You could, you could be the most talented person on the planet and never have to worry about that. But if you're trying to get into the the traditional work world, it's it's gonna be a little difficult. It just, it just is. And you know, I mean, maybe. Who knows? You might be the best nail tech there ever was. You you probably can, you know, do some banging ass lashes or work in an industry where people refer to you by your last name and then it won't be that big of a deal. But um I I, I wanna think that the reason that we are so um liberal with our naming is because maybe it just goes back to the culture of black people. We don't actually have a true um a true grasp on who we are, where we come from. So we're just kind of creating a culture as we go. Um, this is my last point, and, I'll, and then I'll pass it to y'all. Um, case in point, y'all y'all know a lot of Devontae's? No, a couple. You at least know a couple? Or a few? Yeah. yeah. All right. Some of them might be closer to our age. Some of them are probably, probably about a decade younger, right? Yeah. A, a de- uh, about anywhere between 10 to 15 years younger, right? Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not sure if the name Devontae has a meaning by it, um, behind it. I could Google it, but I don't feel like it. Either way, my point is this. You can give me the meaning, and that's awesome. But I'm willing to bet you of the 100% of Devontae's that are out there and the 10% of mothers who had a meaning behind it, there's probably about 85 to 90% of them who probably lost their they virginity to a Jodeci song, and Devontae happened to be the nigga that they liked. <laughs> so we really don't put a lot of substance behind in my opinion behind the idea of naming our children and that shit weighs heavy when you talk about somebody's future should it no but again we as it's human nature to judge and i think that it is quite frankly irresponsible parenting when you 
when you name your child something in an effort to, oh, I'm going to give my baby this this unique name, and you know damn well that shit ain't what that is. So, what, what well, y'all think, man? Well, the, the field I work in, I, I see various names every day, and I'm some of them I look at like, you know, what the hell was your parents thinking? Some of them are like, you know, that's kind of cool and unique. I think with 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 black people, I'm speaking from us. I think we always want to come up with cool, unique names. But at the same time, coming up with that cool, unique name, you got to keep in mind like this is the name <laughs> this kid has to live with for the rest of their life. And I do I got do I want to put my kid through that? Because I came up with some weird ass name that I thought was cool or I think is cool. So ah, I understand. I understand the difference. You know, you want something different. You know, I want to be unique. But at the same time, make sure because we don't work. We don't live in a, in a just in, in, in fair world that, right. that, that that name is employable. For example, you got three of us. You got Chris Brock Abdor. I'm going to start with me. I have a very safe name. Very, it can, it can go any which way. Yeah. If I was to hear the name Brock, I'm going to just think Brock's a little white kid. Yep. Abdur, I'm going to be I, like, okay, he's a little Muslim absolutely kid. Absolutely black. Yep, absolutely <laughs> black. And I'm not even, I'm not even interviewing Abdur. I don't even, because the name. <laughs> oh, oh I, you know, let's be real. Uh, and, and, hey, I, I'll say the shit that will get us banned for all of us. Abdur, old white dude is gonna see Abdur and say, "Black dude or terrorist." So, so let me, so let me give you guys a story. I'm on, and I'm, and I'm on both sides of this. So, I'm personally on one side where having a u- unique name can be, has been. And has caused some issues for me. That is true. My name also has deep meaning. So I'm on the side of the parents that actually took real thought and how they named their children. And I'm also on the side how that real thought has had an effect on my absolute real life. So but I'm going to give you behind it, though. You said that, Brock. You know what I'm saying? So we all know 9-11 happened. God bless, right? Mm-hmm. I had a job that I entered. Um, right before that happened, I was doing uh, residential work and my quarry wasn't in yet. So I'm in the early phase of it. My quarry's in, I've never been in any real trouble. You know what I'm saying? And, um, I'm waiting on it to come back and it's like, you know, weeks are going by. I'm like, yo, my quarry come back because when my quarry comes back and you know, you do your 30 days, you get your little bump, you know what I'm saying? And you increase your more. Even though I was relief, I'm more permanent relief because you get your, you know, you're off that probation period. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I'm waiting for that to kick in. And then, you know, I'm doing a good job. I'm showing up. I'm, I'm on time. I'm, I'm staying for OT, whatever they needed me to do. Everything is all good. And boom, during the time 9-11 hits. So, you know, the, the, the world is going through what the world is going through. I show up for work. One day, shortly after that happens, hey, listen, um, got to talk to you. You know, brother name, you know, cool brother that was on the job sits me down. Hey, listen, you can't work today. I'm like, what? Did I? Am I not scheduled? Did I? Did I? Did you double book? Like, what is it? Yeah, it's your Corey. I'm like, okay, what? What's on there? I shouldn't have anything. Well, they said I had, um, you know, 
what looked to be an open case. That's strange. I've never been in any trouble to have a, a pending case like that. So let me. All right. He's like, listen, it could be something simple. Go check it out. Okay. You know, long story short, it ended up being a fine I owed. $100 fine. It was never issued to me. It was a mistake made on their end, clerical end. Cleaned it up that day. Back to work with my information. Here we go. All set, right? Well, we got to, uh, we're not sure yet. Now, mind you, they're, they're hurting for staff. I've been told I've been doing a great job. I'm actually getting looked to be a, you know, have a permanent position because they needed bodies. So they're already talking like you're doing great. Everybody likes you here, blah, 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 blah. A week goes by. I'm not at work. I call them like, what's the deal? I haven't been at work all week. You guys hear anything back? You know, I'm like, all right, these things take time. Two weeks later. What's up? Still no work. What's the deal? Third week, I get called in, you know, by the by the director. Hey, listen, I'm going to tell you something right now. Pulled me in candidly. I don't know what's going on. I just know that they've told me I can't hire you back. They won't give me a reason. They're not saying why. And then she leaned and was like, I think it's your name. Just like that, right? Oh, wow. I write my whole name out. You know what I'm saying? Especially when you fill out an application. I don't put Abby or Abdur. It's, it's Abdur hyphen Rahman. What? My name is Abdur Rahman. Most gracious. That's the meaning. For those that think, you know, my parents were just throwing a name out there. You know what I'm saying? So, love my name. But on the other side, I've seen how people who lack understanding or is swayed by how the media moves and doesn't, you know, determine somebody's qualifying status beyond the name, they're out there. And those, a lot of those people are in positions of power. And they look at names and they make their judgments based off of your name. And that is an absolute fact. Is it right? No. But like Brock says, people judge. Everybody's different. I can see, you know, for me personally, if I see the name Hennessy on an application, I <laughs> have a bit of a pause and be like, mommy wasn't thinking this whole thing out when she did that. However, I'm going to do my job being a person I am and look at the application and maybe give Hennessy a shot because maybe I might be the only person that can give Hennessy a shot after seeing the name. Mm-hmm. Is anything right. wrong? Just saying those opportunities, if you cut don't come across a thoughtful person, they're going to make those judgments and just push your paperwork to the side because wow. they're going to associate that with something else. You know, another part with, with having difficult names, and I don't mean to take this too serious because I know we're having fun with it, but you know, growing up, no, but it is serious though. Yeah, growing up, you know, I remember being in a classroom and you know, you know, second grade, first grade, third grade, you learn this quick. You know, and then teachers go through, you know, it says, you know, um, Susan here, you know, Jonathan here, Rebecca here. And then you get to the point where they just pause and it's like, and after a while, oh, that's me. They can't say my name. I just raised my hand present. How, just go ahead. And I just say how it's pronounced. And it's all, it's all, it was always me. It's very rare that it was somebody else who they would have such difficulty with the name. You know what I mean? So I always remember that sticking out in the back of my head, like, dang, these people don't read it from Because in my world, all of the names are like that. You know what I'm saying? But being in a white society, I also had to adapt to know all the, you know, common names. You know what I'm saying? So for me, it was just a matter of my horizons back there were just more broad to the different spectrum of names. So I have a different kind of, you know, value set of when I see a name that's a little bit more unique. You know what I'm saying? But for somebody that was growing up just as Tom, 
and all they've seen was Tom, Rebecca, Susan's, and James, yeah, they're going to mm-hmm. come up to Shaniqua. You know what I'm saying? And they're going to be like, ooh. And you know where their mind's going to go to? Love and hip-hop or whatever <laughs> imagery that you put on the TV for them to draw from. And then that's going to be their first judgment of that person. Now, again, it's like you got to kind of think about who you, how you name your kids for their future. It, it's all baked in. All of yes, it. Yes, yes. you give your kids an advantage, don't name them after any kind of products that get people drunk, please. Right. <laughs> no Cavassiers, y'all. No Cavassiers. I know somebody <laughs> named Cavassier. And I went, I went to school with somebody named Hennessy. So, um, yeah. <laughs> um, but even with my name, on the flip side of that, when we and this kind of circumvents back to what we were talking about before, now, for those who don't know, my government name, everybody calls me Brock, B-Rock, whatever. My actual name is Brockton. Mm. For those of you from Mass, my name is Brockton. Um, you grew up in the suburbs. I, right. You, you think I didn't get teased in, high, <laughs> in, in elementary school? It was, I mean, people heard my name and instantly thought I was corny. Instantly. <laughs> Just, just add water, just, huh? right? I hadn't even said anything yet. That just go, first day of school, such and such, Brockton Gardner. Me, all you hear is the snickering. <laughs> yeah, we gonna call him broccoli. Yeah, all right, cool. <laughs> now, again, when you never judge a book by its cover, I was raised by boxers and I was boxing golden gloves at a young age. You found out around day two that Brock wasn't corny, but, <laughs> but. Again, we judge. That's what we do. And I I used to hate my name because I got teased so much about it. Um, So where you were frustrated about it from the standpoint that the adults couldn't couldn't even figure out how to pronounce your name, I hated my name and was like, man, why would my parents name me that? Even though I was named after my dad, I'm, I'm hating my name because I'm getting teased by it. Mm-hmm. Fast, forward to, fast forward to my adulthood and finding myself in corporate America and now I can sit back and laugh when people look at my resume and then they call me in for the interview and <laughs> oh hold up this gotcha. old black dude just walked in the door you you don't look like a Brockton sir <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I'm in, yeah but I'm in here now so if you don't hire me now you gotta tell me why <laughs> yeah, that is fantastic. <laughs> Listen, yeah. But again, again, now getting back to the strategy of the parent. Now, imagine the thought process. And even though you're a junior, that can be the thought process behind that. It's like, listen, because if you if you go back, you know, to what you said, <clears throat> excuse me. You said you're a junior, right? Well, I'm actually not. Me and my father share the same first name, but we don't have the same middle name. So I'm okay. named after him, but yeah, weird southern. Not, shit. It's not. It's not exact status straight straight across. So yeah. again, even even that in itself is like perhaps that slight bit of advantage that goes back could be a slight bit of wisdom. Like, yeah, I'm gonna make sure he has every advantage, even on paper. You know what I mean? Like. 
And maybe as a culture, we need to start thinking that way. And I say we need to have these names and, and, and start doing things different and have and put certain names out there. I'm just saying the thought process of how far we have to think from the minute we know we're having children and what we want their life to be in the society we're in. Maybe nah, that, fuck that app. Fuck that. You, you, say, you, you say not saying that we have to do things different. How often have we been on this, on, on this podcast or just amongst friends talking about how other cultures assimilate our culture? Oh, no, absolutely. All right, so fuck it. I'm going to assimilate there. Listen. I, I'm going to assimilate there as a play the game. And I'll give you a prime example of that. Right here. It's, I'm, I'm, it's now I'm not moving a junior. It's now I'm not a, a junior. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was just saying, it's now used as a controlled chess piece. No, you're right. I'm agreeing with you. Exactly. So I, and, I, and I did that. I <laughs> used that chess move. I'll give you my son. My son shares my name. Now, my son, by definition, is a junior. Mm-hmm. Because um, he is named exactly after me. However, I didn't put the junior moniker behind him. I put the second behind his name. Mm. With the foresight that what sounds better? Brockton Gardner Jr. or Brockton Gardner the second? Oh, of course, of course, the second, indeed. So yes, there's a there's some absolute foresight in that in, in my in my mindset. I don't know what my son is going to grow up to be. My son may grow up to be who knows. But what I want him to not have, what I want him to have, is every advantage humanly possible. And if that means we got to play the game a little bit, then so be it. No, I, I, I tell you what, if he ends up becoming, you know, the number one gangbanger man repping Crenshaw, you know, or the, or the rolling 60s or something like that, I tell you, we got to revisit this whole thing, man. Yeah, <laughs> you know, Brockton Gardner the second, man, running around here. You know, that's gonna Talk be- about what up, cuz. <laughs> right, because if, if, if homegirl says, I'm going to get my boyfriend Brockton, I'm waiting. <laughs> I'm gonna wait. <laughs> the, the, the book that's covered can go the other way too. Yeah. <laughs> but my, my thing is though, for real, like, yo, just with these names, and I understand, you know, you want to be unique, but you still have to, like I said, we don't live in a just and, and fair world. You cannot just come up with these crazy ass names and think like this is going to be employable when they get 18. Nah. Hey, you said employable. How about a college application? <laughs> well, college is a little different, man. And, you know, and with a job, it might be the job you really want. And just because, like you said, like you said, somebody you, somebody you know saw that name, Absidy, and saw how it was spelled, and was just like, would you interview that person? Right. I mean, yeah, yeah. You can seriously, like, I'm there, right. I'm sitting there scratching my head, looking at Twilight, like, all right, this 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 person's name can't be Toilet. It can't be Toilet. So what did they mean? Toilet Jenkins. What what is this person like? If I'm spending more time trying to figure that out, that application is probably going to the bottom of the pile. <laughs> Well, gentlemen, I I enjoyed the hell out of this conversation. I'm sorry. <laughs> we gonna we gonna wrap it on up, and in good fashion. Greatly appreciate y'all support, all you listeners. Thank you. 
and we'll see y'all next week. Peace. Peace. This is called Mike Paper Scissors.